Hi everyone, and welcome back to The Blast Podcast, a show where we believe movies can be more than just movies. I'm your host, Steve Watts, joined as always by my co-host, Tom Cruise, and today we're going to be talking about The Exorcist, Believer, Saw X, and VHS 85. Before we dive in, let's hear a word from our sponsor. As always, the Blast Podcast is presented by the Blast app, which is going to be available sooner than you may realize. Make sure you're following our Instagram page at Blast underscore movies underscore, our TikTok at Blast.movies, and our YouTube channel at Blast.movies to stay up to date on all of our latest content. There you'll find podcast clips, movie ticket reviews from Ty and myself, and up-to-date news on the progress of the app. Lastly, please make sure to check out our app's landing page at Blastmovies.net, where you can learn more about what Blast is going to be. Ty, you know what time it is. What have you watched this week? In in Thai fashion, I didn't get a chance to watch any movies, but I lived one. I lived one this week. I'm going to show you, because I know we don't have the camera on, but not a movie ticket, but a receipt. On this receipt is proof that I went skydiving this weekend. Yes. I woke up at 7.30 in the morning, drove an hour away without telling my family and my friends that I was going skydiving. I jumped out of an airplane from 14,000 feet up. Um, it was, I think, like, was it negative 30 degrees Celsius or some shit up there? And I did a free fall and pulled my own parachute and landed on the ground before 10 o'clock in the morning, got home for the noon slate of football games, just so that I could be Tom Cruise. It <laughs> sounds like a hell of a day. Yeah, I am literally training to become ethan hunt this is just first of many jumps so expect more stories like this in the future i love it i'd love to get out with you sometime um this week i didn't have a ton of time to watch movies but i got a few good ones in i watched before sunrise which as you know is one of my all-time favorites um pot on that one coming soon right yeah, is that your favorite of the three? I thought Sunset was. Sunset is is my favorite of the three, but they are all on my top hundred. So very fair, very fair. Um, next up, I got to see The Exorcist Believer, obviously, and so did you. Um, VHS eighty five. Then I revisited Rosemary's Baby. Have you ever seen this one? No, I haven't. Gives you just the the grossest feeling, because uh, it's a Polanski movie, but it's a uh, it's eerie. I don't know. I I think it's aged as a movie fairly well. Obviously, got to separate the art from artist in this situation, but I would recommend you maybe look into it. Mia Farrow is fucking awesome. I don't want to go down too far of a rabbit hole, but I've always wondered this about you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm. I'm pretty good about separating art from the artists pretty much across the board, but one that I have never been able to get past still to this day is Kevin Spacey. How do you feel about that? He's in so many great movies. I can't watch him anymore. You know, it's easier for me to separate the art from artists when they are behind the camera and not in front of it. Um, and, and so, like, you, you, you watch this movie and you don't have to really think the entire time about Polanski. Um but, yeah, I can't really watch any Kevin Spacey movies either. It, it ruined Baby Driver for me. Yeah, it sucks. So another weird one again, behind the camera, though, but it sucks that Goodwill Hunting is stained by Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. That one, I think that one is the worst for me. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that and The Cosby Show, right? <laughs> oh, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother <laughs> battle to deal with. Yeah. Uh, followed that up with the complete opposite, which is Scooby-Doo, the sword and the scoob. This is Scooby-Doo visits <laughs> Camelot. It's awesome. I loved it. I laughed through the entire thing. Um, after that, I rewatched Funny Games. I talked about this a while ago. Do you remember that? Maybe? Or it jogged my memory. It's about basically these two, like, psycho guys that are in their 20s that come in and, like, terrorize this family at a lake. And it's funny that I watched that before the last movie on my list, Saw X, because kind of the message of Funny Games is that, like, it kind of asks you, like, why the hell do you want to see this? (laughs) Like, (laughs) and that's that's all I could think about. Yeah. Great way to segue into your next next movie. 
Yeah. Um, so rounded out the week with Saw X a few hours ago only, um, and I'll get into that later. I want to kick this pod off, though, by talking about VHS 85, if that's okay with you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to dial in. I know that I didn't get to watch it, so you might be doing a lot of the, the heavy lifting here. And yes, I've, I've prepared a game for you. But before we do that, I just want to talk about this film very briefly because this franchise is kind of special to me just because it gives so many filmmakers an opportunity to experiment in ways that they otherwise wouldn't be able to. Um, I know you're not really familiar with the franchise, but these are pretty much four or five uh, short films like meshed together with some like weird interlocking narrative. And found footage obviously isn't really my thing but since they're short films and since they give creative freedom you know that's right up my alley um my favorite from this one the vhs 85 is scott derrickson's segment i thought he killed it uh he's great with just like those vhs kind of effects that you see even in like sinister you know um but this one took place in the universe of the black phone which was also a fun surprise for me very cool my mom funny enough and i'll get to why i was talking movies with my mom but she had just brought up the black phone i think she made my dad watch it very recently and he was squeamish about it so just classic derrickson ripping off a a freaky pg-13 movie that movie doesn't get talked talked about enough i know we've we've given its flowers but i don't know yeah no i agree and this one is kind of a step up i think uh i would say it's a little more grotesque than that um but still phenomenal i also did really enjoy there's one that focuses on a spanish telecast for those of you who have seen it that one is phenomenal um kind of goes into like aztec gods which is cool and then the the only disappointment here was david bruckner uh this is the director of the ritual the night house he had the like long overarching segment that they keep coming back to in this and i was just really disappointed it kind of like started with some intrigue and just went nowhere with it that is i mean funny enough that kind of sounds like the night house to me yeah I'm sure there was like it goes in a direction of a clear direction but not one that either of us were a fan of so right. i'm not i'm not that surprised but I don't know. I, I I'm curious to see what this game is you've cooked up with cooked up for me. I don't know if it's gonna motivate me to watch these because you know I'm such a baby when it comes to horror. Was it this pod or a separate like story we had on on the phone where I feel more empowered and motivated to watch a scary movie in the theater than I do at home? Like if I have to pay ten bucks, drive to the theater, and try and man up, not cover my eyes and ears because other people are watching me. I think I'm more inclined to do that than fire up Prime Video and throw something on. Interesting. That's fair. I, I understand it. Um, obviously, I've had more experience in horror, so it doesn't really phase me as much anymore. I want to finish off the VHS 85 talk with a quick blast grade and movie grade. Blast grade for this is a C. Just middle-of-the-road watch experience, really, streaming at home at, like, midnight on a Friday night. Um, movie grade, though, I'm giving it a B-. minus. This was a solid, like, three stars out of five, you know? It was good. Did its job. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> now, I'd like to play a game called Real VHS Short or Not. I've come up with some premises for short films, and I'm sprinkling in real premises from shorts in the movies and you've got to guess which ones I made up and which ones are really in the movies. And shout out to Wikipedia for this. I paraphrased so many of these from just plot uh, descriptions because I can't keep them all straight in my head. Good God. I think the scarier part of this is what did your twisted mind cook up in this, <laughs> in this list? That's what's scaring me the most. All right. You ready? Let's do it. So the first one I have here is a group of teenage boys is recording through the window of a hot girl who moved in next door. Little do they know, that girl is Medusa. Hmm. It's hard to gauge because I, 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 I literally have no reference point. I feel like I remember one VHS clip. Is there one in the forest by chance? At some point, not not in 85, but in any of these movies. I don't, I can't remember yeah, them off the top it, of my head. Forget it, forget um, it. Hard to gauge. I'm going to say not real. That is real. It's rated as one of the best. 
God damn it. Okay, it's, oh, so it, this is any of the VHS movies. Yes, so this okay. one is okay. from the original VHS. No, this is from VHS 99, and the director of this, this was his start. Guess what he's directing this year? Uh, FNAF? Yes. No way. <laughs> what a guess. Holy shit. All right, <laughs> let's go. Heat okay. check. All right. Number two, a group of white supremacists find vampire blood that they plan to use to, quote, take back their country, but they never make it off their base when they find out the blood causes them to explode if they're touched by sunlight. That sounds too much like Midnight Mass. I'm saying not real. This is another real one. You're 0 for 2 here, man. This is called Terror, and it's from VHS 94. Are these all real? No, they're not all real. (laughs) All right. All right. right. Let's redeem. You got to redeem yourself here. Number three is a college football star is lured to his home stadium in the middle of the night. When he walks onto the field, the rival team's players tie him to a stone slab and sacrifice him to a pagan deity. Uh, their plan backfires, however, when the star player is possessed by the god and overpowers the other team on game day. God, it's like, have you ever played Irish poker where the first question you have to guess red or black card when it's drawn? Yeah, and yeah. You, and you keep missing, so you have to keep <laughs> going red, 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 red. Mm-hmm. I'm... I'm 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 tripling down. Is this is not real? Yeah, this one I made up. Let's go. All right, one for three. Hey, that's a Hall of Fame career in baseball. <laughs> All right, um, number four. A reporter starts exploring the local sewers and hopes to find the source of the urban legend of a Ratman God. She's kidnapped in the sewers and finds that all the victims of the Rat God now worship him. She's put under the Rat God spell and is simply sent back to work. This one's really wonky. I'm going to go real. Yes, it is. It is called Storm Drain. This one is also off of VHS 94. And I think VHS 94 might be my favorite of the series. It's close between that and one, I think. Okay. You ready for number five? (laughs) Not really. (laughs) a woman is waiting at the altar but her groom never shows up the groom was in love with the woman's sister and married the sister instead the next night the woman in her wedding dress walks 13 blocks to her sister's house and murders her sister and the groom with an axe when the police arrive the bride is rocking herself in a rocking chair next to their bodies throwing rice and smiling while humming the wedding march she quickly jumps out the window to her death. Not real. You're right, but Come I didn't on. make this up. Do you know what? Is it like a real story? Oh, it's from a movie? It's from a show. Murders a bro- murders her sister mm-hmm. and her hus- and her groom to be that never showed. I have no idea. This is a plot of one of the episodes of Hey Arnold. (laughs) What? It's called The Ghost Bride. Basically, one of the kids tells this story, and then they, like, all have to try and spend the night in the cemetery. It's awesome. Again, shout out to the Hey Arnold Wikipedia. I took most of this straight from from that site. (laughs) That's unbelievable. There's no way that that gets approved in a 2020 (laughs) cartoon show. I promise you. I'm telling you, you'd love it if you gave it a chance. Um, Fair enough. All right, number six. Captured through security cameras, a man has a very long beard and goes into work. His boss calls him into his office and tells him that he needs to shave for a work documentary that they'll be shooting in the next couple of hours. He goes to his desk, and when everyone goes to lunch, he shaves. But there's nothing under his beard. No skin, no bones, just nothing. He keeps shaving until he's just, like, completely vanished. Uh, I'm going to go real. I think it's a real VHS short. That was me. Wow. What is that? Where'd you take it from? Uh, just me. I, I just came up with it when I was shaving. Uh, I got scared. <laughs> what the fuck? 
All right. Okay, great. <laughs> Move on. Last, last one on the list. A woman is video chatting with her boyfriend one night when she points out a bump on her arm. She starts seeing a child running around her house at night and thinks it's a ghost that's trying to contact her. However, the ghost child knocks her out and her boyfriend quickly appears to cut an alien fetus out of the bump in the woman's arm. The ghost children were revealed to be aliens working with her boyfriend. This sounds like Prometheus. Um, oh, God. What am I at right now? Do we have a score update? You've been keeping track? I think I've gotten th- four right out of whatever. Uh, you have three of six right now. So this is for over or under oh, 500. Oh, it's deal breaker. Um, oh, real. I'm calling it real. Yes, it is real. Come on. This Come is on. from the original VHS. It's called The Sick Thing That Happened to Emily When She Was Younger. Hell of a title. Yeah, no kidding. That is pretty sick. Um, awesome. Okay. That's that's all I have for VHS. Wow. Ty, I really recommend you watch uh, at least the first one of these. I think you'd actually probably enjoy it, even if you just watch like the first uh, segment or two. But let's move on to The Exorcist Believer. You want to talk me through your theater experience? This one is only half special because of who I saw it with and like the event of it. So you had texted me, hey... And we're gonna have to push the pod back or something. We we made we had to cancel some kind of plan because you were planning on seeing The Exorcist with your mom, and that was gonna make a, an awesome blast story. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, well, what the hell? Why don't I ask my mom to go see it? The last time we saw a movie together was Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. Obviously, she lives back home, um, suburbs of Chicago, and then I live in Milwaukee, so we meet halfway at this like AMC in Vernon Hills or something, mm-hmm. and did the same thing for the exorcist i i texted her hey uh what are your thoughts on seeing the exorcist she is super anti anything demonic you know <laughs> she's a woman of faith so the conjuring movies are a big no-no insidious the exorcist scared the shit out of her as a kid michael myers still haunts her in her dreams it was, it's just not her thing mm-hmm. but she texted me yes i would love to i hope this is an indication of how much i love and miss you and then we got in the car the next day, saw the movie. Nothing really notable happened during the movie, but we turned to each other afterwards and went, yeah, that wasn't good, right? <laughs> like It was like a consensus, like, eh, that wasn't great. But that was, in a nutshell, like, cool to see my mom and have that experience with her, but the movie itself was not, it didn't create a special blast experience. Yeah, that's fair. Um, my mom actually ended up canceling she had just a brutal day at work on friday but we were planning on going me my mom and my dad still got to see it with my dad which i hardly ever get to see see movies with the old man anymore so it was nice even though it sucked um fairly crowded on a friday night and the the only notable thing that really happened was just that i was laughing through some of the scenes that were supposed to be scary and there were a lot of other laughs with me (laughs) <laughs> nice nice our, our theater was way too quiet for that it was like us and you know funny enough now that you bring that up it was my mom and i and then on the other side of like the center of the theater was this group of like six or seven girls and i thought that they were just being you know teenagers ruining my movie but they were probably just clowning the movie the same way that you were and rightfully so mm-hmm. this this movie's uh this movie's not very good yeah <laughs> there's no other way to put it and when you look at who's directing it, for all of you movie nerds, you may you may recognize his name, but for the rest of our listeners, David Gordon Green is the director of this movie, and he just directed quite the blunder not too long ago. Steve and I have referenced a movie called Halloween Ends several times on this podcast, but he essentially did the revitalization of the Halloween saga and was going to close it out. And he ended it on a fucking stinker. Worse than Rise of Skywalker. And he comes yeah. in here to redeem himself with the Exorcist and does the exact same thing. Yeah, this was horrible. Um, I, I mean, you mentioned that you didn't think it was good. I'm going to go as far to say I think this is the worst movie I've seen in the last five years. Um, oh, holy moly. This I is mean, it's, it's fair. It's worse than I could have imagined. Um, the directing is horrible. David Gordon Green has now 
saved M. Night Shyamalan two times in a row from making the worst movie of the year. Oh, last come year, on. Last year was old, and this year it's Knock at the Cabin, I think, was going to be my <laughs> the bottom of my list this year, and now it's this. All right. You are missing one movie that I think was worse than this. We saw it together. Oh, last vo- last voids of the Demeter is definitely worse than this movie. I don't know. It's close oh, for whoa. me. It's close. Yeah. It's hard to knock it. I mean, I like replaying the movie. I can only think of one legitimately like good scene. It's where um, it's Leslie Odom, right? By the way, he looked eerily familiar. The lead is it. <clears throat> Either way, the lead character couldn't tell you his name, but he's. His daughter just came back, or he's sitting at her bedside, and the possessed version of the daughter is over his shoulder. There's no jump scare. There's no noise, no nothing. It's just, like, a tension-building scene. And now you know that this possessed version of the daughter is in the room, but nothing happens, and it's just a great moment of tension. Aside from that, everything else is done really poorly. Uh, Do you – are you talking about the bathroom scene or no? No, no, no. Um, okay. I think it's I think it's before. She's in bed. She just came back yep. from the hospital. And the possessed version of her is over his shoulder. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that was a good scene. Otherwise, though, I agree. This is just shot so horribly. Um, the jump cuts to and from, like, demonic beings that last, like, one frame, maybe, maybe two or three frames. And you don't even really get to see them. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's so scary. Ah. <laughs> yeah, and, like, the weird, like, techno edit shit. It, it, like, looked like a Skrillex music video or something. It did. I don't know. It was it was kind of like a Saw movie. Um, <laughs> kind of, funny enough. But that, you my, know what? I'm going to – go ahead. Go ahead. My biggest complaint about this is just that nobody has any character traits. I don't think I can name you a single character trait of anybody in this movie. And you know what? I'm fine with that. If you don't want to do characterization in your movie and you just want to go for scares, I'm game. The only issue with this movie is that it does try, at least, like, I'd say 10, 15% tries to develop some form of characterization or character arcs for some of the characters, like the priest, the dad, the other dad. But they're all half-baked. Half of them don't come to fruition. At that point, just don't set it up. It's a waste of time. I I'm here for the scares. I'm sorry. Unless you're going to make a great character study, then don't waste my time. I completely agree. This is just, it's its a case of David Gordon Green getting in his own way, I think. Um, he wants to be elevated horror, and he wants to be 13-year-old horror. And there's not really a mix of those. You, you can't do both. Um, the, the most frustrating to me, and are you okay getting to spoiler territory here? I mean... I have I have no shame in spoiling this for anyone. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Spoiler alert then. When the um when the one daughter dies at the end of the movie, I like can't tell you how just disappointed I was. I I I guess I was like okay that the the dad got what he deserved for choosing his daughter to lose or to live over the other one, but I wanted to feel bad for the daughter, but there's nothing like we get to see her non-possessed for maybe two minutes. Like show me more in the beginning or something to make me care a little more about what's going to happen to these two girls. Right. I just felt empty. And this is my fault because I haven't seen the original or maybe at least not since I was really young. So maybe Mm -hmm. you can help give some insight on this but i just did not care one for any of the nostalgia polls with some of the legacy characters but even if i did i think it's done so piss poorly i mean the mom is in it for like five minutes essentially she doesn't need to be there it feels like reshoots or like added scenes from the studio right i I would have liked to see more linda blair um the the daughter from the first one if they were going to go down the legacy route but the other thing that my mom pointed out was that in the first Exorcist, you don't really get to know Reagan, the, the daughter who gets possessed in that either. And so she was asking me, like, why this is so different. And I think it's that in the first one, the movie was more centered on the priest and, like, him finding his faith and, and all that than this. And 
there the priest in this obviously sucks. Um, he's like a coward and yes. <laughs> he pussies out and waits in the car during the exorcism for the first however many. And I am kind of glad that David Gordon Green didn't just have him come in and like beat the demons. Um, I thought that would have been cheap and just like uh, Catholicism is the only right religion thing. <laughs> I, I thought it was so funny when he came in. It was like an Avengers moment. Like the music swelled up. And yeah. He came in just giving the Our Father and just beating the shit out of these demons. <laughs> only for him to get the 180 neck twist like via spell. Yeah. And they they try to tie in other religions in this movie too. What, what were your thoughts on that? I mean cool concept but half-baked it's like david gordon green's master or like mastery he he can never flesh anything out there's something <laughs> there but it wasn't well executed yeah i i think you have to commit to something in this i i, I don't know um i i wasn't really a fan or not a fan of the different religions like used in it i thought that the one um the the lady who was very spiritual and like had the husband dumped the water out and stuff and knew all of those like more ancient tribal practices i thought were really was it was cool to see that and see how she could attack this but she failed so less cool right (laughs) right well i mean all of them failed it came down to the dad like sticking to his moral code and showcasing his love for his daughter i don't know again like i don't even have a, a true answer as to how they they conquered the demon. Yeah, I, I don't we, either. Um, which I, is the problem. Yeah, it, I'm just, it's it's bad. I'm just so frustrated because I remember coming out of Oppenheimer talking to you about that theater experience and saying, seeing this Exorcist trailer in IMAX, I was petrified. I was genuinely excited because of this trailer, and now I'm so angry that I saw it because I would have never even considered seeing this movie, especially... Like, after I saw a couple of the other trailers on the mm-hmm. back end, I was like, eh, these child actors, they don't look too great. And a movie backpacked by kids that can't act is a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. Within 15 minutes, you knew, oh, this isn't going to work. They were they were terrible. I'm sorry. It was rough. Um, the, the origin story of the husband, I thought, was probably the most interesting and well-shot piece of the movie. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I just it didn't matter to me. I, like the arc wasn't fleshed out. Like you could see his motivations and justifications for not believing in in God and in the Bible, but he completely won eighties after one monologue from his neighbor. He's like, yeah. "All right, yeah, all right. Let's just let's just get back to it then." Yeah, and uh, for those of you who are still listening and haven't seen this, uh, I do want to warn: there is some pretty like explicit and like mean abortion shaming in this oh yeah that's Um, right that was gross yeah just like a trigger warning it was that was i think really unnecessary and poorly poorly executed too just a mess of a movie I, i wish that we had more to unpack but i really don't like i lousy theater experience lousier movie i don't have much more to say than that yeah um what's your blast grade um, just because my mom, like the event of seeing it with my mom made it a little bit better. I'm going to give it a C. My, my movie grade though, that's a, that's a crisp D. Fair. Um, my blast grade since I got to see it with my dad is also a C, but my movie grade is an F. Um, Ouch. it should Ouch. be below an F. I wish that I could have, I, I whispered to my dad halfway through this movie if Ty wasn't making me shoot a pot on this, I would walk out with you right now. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I wanted to walk out of this movie like 30 minutes in. I had the same thought. I was like, oh, why do we have to pot on this? This is such a waste of time. But that, oh, that's funny. But let's talk about the maybe more interesting movie we saw this week, question mark. I, I'm dying to know what you thought of Saw X. All right. Can I kick this off with my theater experience? Yeah, please. So, I don't know if I want to name this theater. Um, it's in Yorkville, but I <laughs> is on my way home, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop by here. Haven't been here in a while. Let's switch it up, not go to Kendall 11. So, I walk in. 
there's one person at the long line of counters. He's like, all right, I'll take you all the way down here. Makes me walk all the way to the end <laughs> counter <laughs> to take my ticket order. And I'm like, yeah, just one for Saw. He's like, all right, awesome. Um, that'll be $6 since it's Tuesday. And I'm like, no. They've gotten hit by the $6 Tuesdays, too. Um, so already disappointed. I walk into the theater, and since it was on my way home, the timing wasn't perfectly matching up. This was a 1.55 p.m. movie, and I got there around 12.45. They showed the same one-minute ads. There were three one-minute ads over and over and over again until the showtime started. <laughs> it's like skin a Dude, I was losing my mind. It was one for the naloxan, which is like the stuff to stop opioid overdoses. One was for a church, and then the last one was to get your ad to play at NCG. And I was like, no fucking way. Let me out of this hell. Cells within cells interlinked. <laughs> What's it like to hold a person that you love interlinked? Interlinked. Um, okay. <laughs> Moving on. The ten minutes pass. Finally, I get to see the three trailers. And, of course, the first one is the fucking Marvels, which is the worst trailer ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. This movie is projected $500 million at the box office. There's no way. There's no way that that many people are won over by this trailer. This trailer makes it look like it could be even worse than The Exorcist Believer. Um. Steve texted me while he was in the theater, and I'm at work laughing my ass off. I might actually exit during the Marvel's trailer. If I hear the, hi, oh my god, are, are we a team? Or the, I can't, can you? I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. It, gross it's gross <laughs> they need to at least make a second trailer for it um it like legitimately disincentivizes me from going to the movies <laughs> anyways <clears throat> the trailers pass and finally we hit the point of the movie starting the logo the, the lights dim i'm the only person in the theater the logos start to flash across the screen I get four, like, flashes of John Kramer's face, and then, wait, projector dies. <laughs> no shot. No <laughs> shot. So I go out, and I walk all the way down the counter again. <laughs> yeah, I can help you I can help you down here, pal. <laughs> There's only one kid working there now, and he's like, oh, hey, how can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry to do this to you, man. Um, theater 10 the 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 movie just like stopped i'm i'm staring at a black screen here <laughs> he's like oh, oh okay did the movie ever start or and i was like yeah i got the first like 30 seconds stared at a black screen for a minute and then decided yeah this isn't part of the movie um so if you could can you like reset that or something can you help me out and he was like yeah sure so he takes me back into the theater we walk all the way up to the projection room he goes in he comes out, I'm sitting back in my seat, and he's like, hey, man, so I have to hard reset the projector. It's going to be 15 minutes <laughs> before we can start this movie for you. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh. So I walk out of the theater. I follow him to the lobby, and I'm like, hey, man. Uh, he's talking to his manager now, and I'm like, hey, man, anyway, I could get a popcorn while I wait. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. Goes over. Gives me a like, like a brown paper bag sized bag of popcorn, and he's like, "All right, that'll be ten bucks." What? Ten bucks? <laughs> I'm like, "Are you kidding me? The large at Kendall Eleven is nine. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm waiting for fifteen minutes in a theater with a black screen. Can't you give me like twenty percent off or something? Fuck." better watch your yelp reviews buddy the manager is talking to me while i'm sitting there forking over my 10 bucks for a bag of popcorn <laughs> and he's just asking me like oh yeah so the movie started and then it just stopped i'm like yeah now i'm waiting it's like oh jeez, <laughs> i'm sorry yeah that'll man. be that'll be 10 12 <laughs> <laughs> so i head back to the theater i sit there for 10 minutes and then the kid comes walking back in he restarts the movie and he's like all right you should be good to go I'm like thanks <laughs> 
I, I was well, like, I, I, now, now I'm parched. I didn't get a drink because the popcorn was ten fucking dollars. So I'm sitting through this movie just miserable. Wow, I mean, the movie hasn't even started, and it's already just dreadful. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the the experience wasn't really anything eventful. Um, I'll save my thoughts. I gotta hear your theater experience here. Oh gosh, it's not nearly as traumatizing as that. I just um. I immediately had to go to a softball game after the movie, so mm-hmm. I wrapped up contract negotiations for my actual job. And stressful day, just it just literally it was a you know an eight to five kind of day, eight to four forty to be exact, because then I had to hike it to my car and just speed race over to the theater to make my five o'clock showing, which I did. But I was dressed for softball, and I have my cleats in my trunk, so I just wear my Crocs to the games. So I have my black hoodie, like my really baggy, like dark gray sweatpants, white tube socks, and my yellow Crocs. And I walk in at 5 o'clock on a Monday. Hi, I'd like one ticket to Saw X, please. (laughs) And I was the only person in the theater. And thank God, because I would have had some serious uh, embarrassment going on, but just plopped up in the center of the theater and grinded out the 10th saw movie i i had a good time i funny enough i you know i was laughing a couple times kind of weird but i I overall had a a fine experience you know i think this was my first like official solo watch i've had ones where i was alone or like with a date alone and someone like trickled in you know 30 minutes into the movie but Mm -hmm. i think this was my first movie i saw alone in a theater what a movie to start that on. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there was a reason I was alone, I'd imagine. But. Yeah, what's your um what's your experience with the Saw movies? I have never watched any Saw movie from start to finish. I've just watched like clips, recaps, kill counts, all that to kind of catch up with what's going on on the in the movies. Yeah, that kind of checks out for me. I have a weird relationship with saw i similar to you was kind of like a youtube buff and would only binge the the gore scenes on youtube um i'm not watching those (laughs) oh then what the hell are you watching just like plot plot updates (laughs) okay well hey not a whole lot of plot going on after saw 2 i promise and that's kind of where i'm getting at i've seen the first saw movie i really like it i've seen saw 2 it was fine i i had no issues with it and then the rest I've seen on movie clips, you know, that YouTube page that has, like, mm-hmm. Saw 3, 1 out of 9, with, like, a title for the scene. Yeah. Um, I did those as a kid. So I'm, like, caught up on the franchise and all the wonky twists and shit they've done. And then this one I've seen start to finish. So that would make three Saw movies I've seen. Wow, and look at you. Yeah, kind of a connoisseur, you know. That's <laughs> what I do. But all jokes aside, I'll go watch these movies or I'll watch the clips on YouTube. I have to look away. It's funny. Like, I can't even watch Grey's Anatomy. Like, I, I have to turn away from the blood scenes. I can't do the, I can't do needles. I can't do blood. Yeah. But I'll go and sit and watch Saw and cover, like, turn away every, like, three seconds. <laughs> but uh, it was a good time. You know, I, I was alone, so I had no shame in curling up and, like, feeling queasy. Yeah, that's that, that, fair enough. Um... Okay, so so as a new Saw person... That's only. This is your first like go around. How was it being in a theater, seeing these these gross kills? Could you stomach it? Uh, I could stomach it. I went to get popcorn during one of the kills because I was like, "Do I want to watch this? No. Like, it's. It, it, do I know what's going to happen? Yes. And I, I guess from the from the clips, recaps, whatever that I've seen, this movie seems no different from any of the others. Um, like the way it's shot, the way the plot unfolds, it, it feels like it's all the same. And so I guess my big question is why did we need a 10th Saw movie and do any of these sequels actually justify their existence? None of them do. None of them do. <laughs> but one thing that you're missing about this one, and the some of the later sequels hinted at it, but this is the first one to really you know, characterize and almost treat john kramer as like the hero of the story which I, weirdly works um not for me but i can see why it does for saw fans let me explain do you remember i want to say it was 2020 like covid year the don't breathe franchise did that really weird thing and made the sequel about the blind guy being the hero yeah do you know what i'm talking about i, I never watched that though 
I didn't either because that's stupid. The guy was a creeper that had like a jar of a jar of you know what in his basement impregnating yeah. women and it was just a not not a good guy and treated him as as a good guy in the sequel. I think with Saw smartly on accident making him the hero in the 10th one is okay because at this point all that's left of the fandom are the psychopaths that like John Kramer and like these movies. So like, oh, all right, yeah, we'll root for him. Oh, um, God. The other thing, too, with some of the sequels, as I've noticed, is some of the reasons that these people are trapped in these kills are not justified. It's like, oh, you, you're, late on your, you're late on your mortgage. I'm going to chop you in half. Okay. So the, the, reason, the reason this one kind of works is because the people he's taken out are, are kind of assholes. And yeah, that we, was that was refreshing. We started with uh, like a, an imagination of of John Kramer uh, torturing a guy who he sees like stealing from a passed out <laughs> right. cancer patient. <laughs> right, I'm like, dude, All right, it's a watch. A... Just talk to him and get the watch back. You don't have to kill him. Um, okay, but... no, I want. I need to pack. I need to pack that that story in. That yeah. is what's different about this one. Is because in like Saw Six or some shit. He would have totally killed that guy for stealing a watch. And this one, it was just you know him envisioning it and like telling him like ah you made you made the good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was just like little moments of that were different. That was it. I will say though, the trap that he puts that stealer in, I totally would survive that. That's like one of the only saw traps I've ever seen. That's like oh that's light work. Yeah, totally. I, I completely <laughs> agree. That guy was a total pussy oh no i'm i'm breaking five of my fingers dude just spin the dial to five right away and get it over with (laughs) i was thinking the exact same thing just man up it's one hand it's your fingers you'll figure it out like they were clean breaks you know just straight back they'll heal they'll heal oh Um, it that or you get your eyeballs suctioned out so yeah take your pick i think that the the worst trap in this movie, this, the trap that I thought I would have no chance of ever surviving, is the only person who actually survived their trap. Oh, my God. Okay, I, I mean, again, people that are listening to this, they don't care, but let, right. let, let's drop a spoiler bomb here. I mean, let's let's get into the nitty-gritty here. Um, spoiler and, yeah. like, just gore warning yeah. for us talking Holy about moly. this. Holy moly. That was that was the one you determined that you couldn't survive. How about the one right after the the first trap with the group, the the razor saw? Oh, that's fair. She only had three minutes to <laughs> saw off her own leg and suction out. Not only did she have to saw off her leg, she had to suction bone marrow out of the bone. That that is cruel. Give her like ten minutes, not three. I mean that that's 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 almost a Tom Brady like fourth quarter drive. Yeah, some some of these guys I can't imagine. Like, if that if it comes to that, I'm just waiting and letting the thing cut me and cut my head off. Right. What's the right. point? Like, I, the right. pain I'm enduring from that, I'm never gonna recover from. Same with the other trap where the guy's like cutting his brain out of his oh. <laughs> out of himself. Like, dude, oh. just take the take the saw and end it. Like, this is not worth it. Oh my god, that would be funny. Like he just, yeah, just guess what, John? No game today. No, no, no. That's no. no. You you have to play the game. (laughs) Also, Um, like the poor like druggie that had to smash her own foot and hand and get her face melted just because she was like addicted to opioids. Poor thing. Yeah, that that was a rough one. I will say though, I think I would survive that trap. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's probably. I think that's the easiest one to survive. I would imagine that right? and the obviously the fake the fake one that he imagined. I think those two are the only ones that are like feasibly survivable. Fair. So, gosh, I don't want to jump right to the end. I, I don't know. Do you have like non-spoiler thoughts you want to unpack? Because I have some unanswerable questions that were driving me nuts this one uh i i think the only real thing i have is just that i saw the twist there's a twist ending in this i saw coming from a mile away yeah you kidding me that was such a no-brainer but this is kind of what i'm getting at is there was a a person involved in the con that never comes back 
it's the the other cancer patient from the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got stage four pancreatic cancer, and he's fine in like three weeks or whatever. Whenever he saw him, I don't know what the time jump was, but they have that talk at the at the diner. He's like, "Oh, here's the email to this practice," mm-hmm. and you know, he's got the the scar. Okay, and he's got surgery, but the timeline doesn't add up. The the dad wasn't in practice anymore, so did he like? bump into kramer at this at this diner to get him to go pay yeah, for the I, surgery? I don't know i i did think about that a lot um i saw x.5 as john returning home and saying harry you once had cancer <laughs> now you need to cut your cancer out or some shit like <laughs> i was waiting for that moment i'm surprised it ended when it did and the the kid that cut the bombs off his arms he never mm-hmm. came back I that's thought, what know, i was waiting for i thought that the like big uh, the, the only thing of the twist that i didn't see coming i thought the big like twist was gonna be oh what that that guy that cut the bombs off his wrist is coming back and saving john now because he's like uh, he has like disciples or whatever it's so weird i can't imagine in real life how anybody would actually be a disciple to this man right afterwards i feel like they would all team up like the avengers and go kill him like yeah. put him in a trap you know <laughs> fuck this guy i was just laid on my rent like give me a break yeah uh, okay one more thing too with one of the final traps <laughs> i'm sorry but again i was alone so i had no shame i couldn't stop laughing during the final trap where they're on the seesaw getting drawn with blood and john john kramer's just going (laughs) (laughs) every five seconds it's the same shot i don't think they i don't think they kept filming it was just like that one four second clip that they just kept repeating time after time um i don't know about you i was just i was screaming at him dude close your mouth (laughs) (laughs) he's like he's got his mouth wide open with blood just flooding it and it's like bro just you don't have to do that just close (laughs) okay that's the thing too is if the whole plan like the original plan was to have her in that trap I know that they mention as part of the twist, but who was going to be on that seesaw with her if boyfriend never showed up? No, I think it was supposed to be that the whole plan was that they were going to get caught, but the thing that didn't go according to plan was the kid was on there instead of Amanda. Got it. Got it. That checks out. That checks out. Thank you. Um, Thank you. But that's funny, too, though. There's always some kind of plot convenience in Saw. Like, one of them just had to stay and watch them drown in blood. (laughs) The other could have gone into the room. That's Jesus like, Christ. Yeah, dude. Uh, he's, the the worst part to me, wh- what's this kid coming home to? What, are his parents just going to be like, oh, sweet, dude, you found 200K on the street? Or No, this has to be 8 million, I think he said. Oh, seriously? Yeah, you found $8 million just lying around? Nice. He's why, dead in Why two are you weeks. covered in blood? He's, he's dead in two weeks. His friends are going to kill him. They're yeah. going to steal his money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love Perfect. that when they're like walking out, they've got like the glow on to make it look like he's like headed to the promised land. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's actually going to become Jigsaw's like next, next disciple. Yeah. I was waiting. I didn't know if any, in any of the other ones, like that kid grows up to be like one of some random guy who's, who's a Jigsaw disciple. Also, why is he standing outside of a warehouse, kicking a soccer ball at the wall and like, at like four in the morning? <laughs> It just comes down to how bad you want it. He's literally David Goggins at age seven. I'm going to be the greatest soccer player of all time, and the only way I can do it is punt this soccer ball into a brick wall for two hours. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, okay. It, it, I know we've just been ripping on it this whole time. It was a fun watch. Like I had, I had fun, but it wasn't as special as Saw fans are making it out to be. Yeah, I'm, my blast grade for this is an F. Um, obviously, that theater experience is one of the worst <laughs> of my life. Um, Kendall 11, you have my lifetime business. And then the movie grade for this one for me is a D-. minus. I just didn't see anything. I, I don't like the Saw movies. I saw this because I thought it was going to be different. It seemed like the rest of the Saw movies. So I understand. Yeah, I'm in a different boat. My blast grade was perfectly fine. Again, I really enjoyed being alone for the first time. So getting to lounge in my Crocs and 
have no shame in laughing at the nonsense. I think made this a little bit better. I'm going to give it a C plus. And then same for the movie grade. I thought this was perfectly just fine. I think my expectations of this were weirdly high because everyone was talking about, oh, they're they're really giving John Kramer his flowers, a lot of characterization in this one. I don't care. Give me kills. Give me 90 minutes of just br- brutality. Get in, get out. I, also, I is there that. actual any any characterization? No, they just make you feel bad for them. Like, oh, th- these these con artists really fucked over just one of the most disgusting, vile serial killers of all time. Yeah. Uh, one other thing, last thought, that I was waiting for. Um, I don't know if you watched, like, the, the big one through nine recap or whatever, but it turns out that Carrie Elwes, I think is how you say his name, the guy from Princess Bride, the guy from Psych for me. Um, I thought he was going to come back, too. I yeah, think. he's, like, the leader of the cult now or whatever. So I, I was waiting for him to be like, hey, uh, my my foot prosthetic just came in or some shit. Like <laughs> The post credit scene. <laughs> Amanda, it's time we team up. <laughs> Yeah, again, this movie's just perfectly fine, maybe bad, but if you're a Saw fan, it can work. But again, just kind of a a disappointing horror slate. I was really pumped for this pod like three weeks ago and kind of a letdown. You know what would have been out this week if, they're, if the writers and actors strike didn't happen? Oh, please tell me it wasn't Dune, was it? No, guaranteed movie of the year, Shelby Oaks. <laughs> Oh, I've been waiting for that one. I've been waiting for that. Speaking what of... You, what, do you, what do you think Stuckman? Yeah, what do you think of Saw X? Stuckman, uh, did, he didn't post a review on Exorcist Believer, and that should have been our first clue. Oh. If it's that bad, if it's that yep. bad, there's been like three movies since he went on that whole whole like uh, like spiritual journey or whatever that he hasn't reviewed. That's That's horrible. Yeah, that should have been our first. That's going to be a new metric. Did Stuckman review this? He if did he review didn't, Saw X. Yeah, so he must have had a good enough time. But yeah, sweet Jesus, that should have been our first sign, huh? Yeah. Um, oh, well. All right, any concluding thoughts before I close this thing out? Hopefully next week is better. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I don't want to commit to anything, but Fall House of Usher comes out uh, this Friday. Are we trying oh to shoot a gosh. pot on that? Mike Flanagan podcast on the way. You can book that. All right. I'll I'll binge it Friday night, just <laughs> straight through eight hours. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Be sure to check out our website at blastmovies.net or follow the link in the description to stay up to date with everything Blast-related. We hope you enjoyed this three-horror movie pod, and we'll catch you next week.